This is Line Dance Podcast. I'm Christopher Gonzalez. Hello and welcome to Line Dance Podcast. What is your name? I am John Lindo. And what would you say is your primary role in the line dance or dance community? Uh, I am an instructor, judge, and DJ. I primarily DJ West Coast Swing events, but I also do some country and a little bit of line dancing. How did you get into dance? I got into dance uh, because a friend of mine dared me to go to a bar that was having free beginner two-step lessons. Um, and he's like, we should go. And I'm like, no. And he's like, yeah, let's go learn some country. So we went to the bar and took uh, beginner two-step lessons. So it was a dare. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think that's the first dare I've heard as a response to that question. Yeah. It was a dare. So I was like, yeah, let's do it. So he actually had to come and get me. <laughs> because I, I didn't want to drive. He's like, I'm going to come and get you. You're going to get in the car and we're going to go. And I had a blast and kept going back every Tuesday. And hence, here I am. Now, as a line dancer who does not do a whole lot of partner dancing, I'm curious, what do you find to be the challenges that line dancers encounter when trying to get into that partner world and how can they overcome them? So the, the biggest challenge is having to dance with another human being, right? Yes. Because as a line dancer, you're, you're on your own. You get to do your own thing. So if you mess up, who cares? It doesn't affect your partner. When you're, when you're partner dancing, you're now two people trying to create a movement. So you have to give yourself a little bit of slack and just say, you know, I'm human. I'm, it's okay to mess up and just keep at it and really think about um, how your movement is going to affect your partner. Now, you, uh, Megan, who is sitting to my right, you have some experience in both worlds because you did East Coast Swing back in the day. And I'm, I'm curious what uh, your thoughts have been in starting this West Coast journey uh, lately. Oh, I have a blast in West Coast. There's a lot of freedom to play. And the, so the one thing for me personally um, when it comes, which I'm hoping you would relate to, um, when it comes to partner dancing is it's a communication between the two people on the dance floor. And it's really cool to get to know someone that way. Um, and if you really, really know someone, it gives a lot of room for play and having fun on the dance floor. And you can tell a story um, through movement, just like you can in line dancing. But because there's two people, it is a little bit different of a feel. Yeah. yeah, there's a gentleman by the name of Wayne Bott, who is one of my heroes. He's no longer with us. But when I used to take uh, workshops with him, him and his wife, Charlotte, used to say, West Coast is a conversation. You have a conversation with somebody and you can have uh, a, you know, a conversation where you're the only one talking and no one is, you know, and your partner's not listening. Or you have a conversation with each other where you talk, I talk. And so West Coast allows that conversation to happen where then the freedom comes in and you get to express what you're hearing in the music. And sometimes it could be together, sometimes it could be separate, but you're just having to have to communicate that to your partner. Now, I know that uh, a lot of folks will play with line dances and put flair on and things. I'm curious, uh, as, as a person who listens to lots of music, how many times do you need to hear a song before you really start noticing things coming out? Yeah, it really is, you know, you have to know the song, right? So if you're hearing the song for the first time, you might hit or you might hear or hit some of the big some of the big verses that they have or some of the big musical things that, that that happen but then there's those little intricate like little hits and bops and cymbals that once you hear the song for me you know if, if I hear the song three or four times I got it right other people need to hear it 20 times and it's okay right every time I hear a song I hear different things in it especially if I start to 
play, pay attention to different things that I'm going to play in within that song. If I try to play the same thing, like if I'm just going off of their voice the entire time, then I'm always going to hit that. But if I try to go to the medley or I try to go to the underbeat of it, so then for me, I, I like to hear a song and try to try to pretend that I never heard it before and like see now what else can I hear in this song. And there, there are some people uh, who just hear a song once and they get it and then boom, right? So it depends. I mean, each person learns differently. So yeah, it's encouraging for me to to think that I would have to hear it multiple times because as somebody who is very new to this. I, I might think I'm boring my partner if I if I haven't come up with a whole bunch of cool stuff for them. What are some songs that get played a lot in the uh, in the partner dance community that I could maybe do some secret homework on and start listening <laughs> to for lyrics and instruments? Yeah. So, uh, "Love on Top" by Beyonce is a really good one, and then there's also a, a different version by John George, "Love on Top," which is really slow that you can start playing with it. Uh, anything with Bruno Mars is really played a lot in the West Coast Swing community. Um, also, any R&B, so anything with Aretha Franklin uh, or Etta James or even anything with uh, from the soul era that, that you can bring, like Al Green. Um, but we also tend to do a lot of contemporary music. Like We dance to a lot of pop, popular music. Um, so um, Maroon 5, right? Anything that's on Maroon 5 get, gets played a lot. Um, so really, because... West Coast Swing tends to adapt to a lot of contemporary music, a lot of pop music. Um, we also still try to dance to our roots, which is rhythm and blues and, and soul. So anything that's on the radio now that has a really good upbeat and downbeat, you'll be able to, to kind of dance to. And, and we, don't, we don't tend to like hold on to a song for long, which I guess you guys don't either in the line dance world. Like, I know that sometimes in, in the line dance world, there's one song and like five line dances are done to it. But then when a new song comes out, everybody goes to, to the new song and people forget like the other song that's been played. And so you guys go through a lot of music constantly, I guess. Yeah. We go through a, a lot of music as well in West Coast Swing. There might be one song that tends to linger on. Um, like for the longest time, Secret by Maroon 5 was like the biggest hit and everybody would dance. And when, when it came on, everybody would be like, oh my God, I love this. Um, and now, you know, Shape of You by Ed Sheeran, when that comes on, even though it's old, people still, it still packs the floor, right? So really, um, anything that's pop, we tend to dance to, but anything with Beyonce or anything with like Bruno Mars is good to kind of practice and, and kind of get your feel for West Coast Ring. I'm curious why Swing Your Chain seems to have lasted as long as it has. What what do you oh. hear in that? I know Megan loves it. I love that song. So Swing Your Chains because I think because it's based off of West Coast Swing followers footwork. I think people just it's easy to do. It's a fun dance and um that song um was done to a routine that uh, Robert Cardoba and Deborah Seke did, which is a very famous showcase piece that they did. And so there are certain songs that when people do, that people remember their routine and they're like, oh, I love this song. And so they'll go and dance that song. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's one of the reasons why. It's because it's so memorable because it was done by a couple who was like on top of their craft and the routine was amazing and people are like but wait a minute but they also do line dance into this and there's a whole line dance called swing your chains and it's really cool so i think that's why so now i've been to one west coast country yeah. event which was fresno which oh, yeah. was amazing i love it it was so much fun for my first experience outside of the line dance events 
And I noticed there was a lot of differences in how their events are held versus how there's at least the United States um, events for line dancing is. I know um, dancing time frame is a little bit different. Can you tell me a little bit about their social dancing? Yes. So we're freaks when it comes to social dancing, West Coast people. We stay out until four or five o'clock in the morning. Uh, there's a, a thing called the breakfast club that everybody tries to be part of, which is you stay until the very last song is played in the ballroom. And then you go out to breakfast with everybody in the hotel. Uh, generally, most ballrooms close by six or seven because that's when floor tryouts start. <laughs> so the DJ has to close the ballroom because all the competitors are coming in to practice their routines that they're going to be dancing that evening. Um, so we're freaks about that. Uh, our social dancing, is late night. We have late night dancing. Uh, we have we have uh, our events. I think are different because we do a lot of competitions as well. So we'll have workshops during the day, but then during the afternoon we do a lot of the Jack and Jills, a lot of the Strictlies, and then in the evening we do a lot of the routine pieces. So couples who actually find a song, put a piece together with costumes. Some do lifts, some don't. So we have showcase, which is with lifts. We have classic, which is no lifts. Um, and then we have Strictly Swings, which is you find your partner, but you don't know what the song is. The DJ picks the song. And then we have Luck of the Draw, which is Jack and Jill's, which is primarily, I would say, 80% of our people compete Jack and Jill's because you don't need a partner. right? You just sign up, and you get lined up, and you're matched with somebody. And the contest happens. So we, we, we tend to spend a lot of our midday and early evenings in Jack and Jill's competition. And then around 9, 10 o'clock at night, the ballroom opens. People get to go dancing, and then they stay out dancing until 5, 6 o'clock in the morning. So we tend to dance late. That's, that's what's weird about West Coast is that we don't sleep. We're freaks. <laughs> and then some people get up and go do workshops in the morning again. <laughs> I have a question on behalf of the country bar dancers yes. who are seeing all of this for the first time. There are going to be many first-timers here at Vegas Dance Explosion this year. What can they pull from the things that they'll learn in West Coast and other partner dance workshops, technique workshops this weekend that they can then take back home to where they dance and maybe they don't have like a Luann Schemmel style class that they can drive to, but maybe all they have is uh, the, the usual dance, watermelon crawl back at the bar. What can they still take of value that they can apply into their movements? Um, well, part, first and foremost is they should have fun. Right. They should have fun. If, if it's if it's really painful and, and they hate it, they shouldn't be doing it. <laughs> like if they're dancing, they're like, I really hate this. Uh, they should probably just not do that. But really, it's more about them having fun and um, going easy on each other. And especially like if they've got somebody who's new and doesn't know as much as they do or if they don't know as much as as their partner does to, to give themselves credit that they'll get there. Everybody had to start right foot, left foot right no one came on and went i know how to walk walk triple triple right away and just did it right we all have to learn so you i think you have to give yourself um almost an allowance to say it's okay to screw up the first couple times it's okay to have fun with this and i think having fun is the major part because if you're not having fun then it becomes a struggle and then you're like i don't want to do this anymore because it's not fun right um and i think part of that is taking away where 
you get to build community, like partner dancing, and just like in line dancing, you be, you make friends, you make you make you meet new people that you've never have from all over the world, and and building a community in your own backyard is is easy. You it struggles because you have to get people together. You have to you know because people get home from work, they're tired, they don't want to practice, they don't want to go dancing, but you just have to kind of like be a person that's kind of focuses on yeah let's get everybody out let's start a chat group let's let's go out for like an hour right or let's get together for a half hour and just practice and then that whole people of getting together builds the community and it makes people want to do more and more and more as a partner dancer who also does line dancing and knows a few line dances which line dances do you enjoy just as being line dances uh, and is there any of the movement that you do in partner dancing in there? Or do you just say, you know what, we're going to do it basic electric slide the way we learned it back in the day? No, I like dancers with triple steps in it because I'm used to triple rhythm <laughs> music because <laughs> I dance swing. So <laughs> I love those kind of pieces. Yeah. But I also love dancers that have a lot of rumba rhythm in it, right, where it's sexy and slow because I also love to do rumba so or cha-cha. Um, so I love any of those cup of line dances that, that like Joe's, uh, line dance, How to Wait Cha is one of my favorites. And even though I learned that how many years ago, I still know it like the back of my hand. Or, um, I learned, uh, Lonely Drum, right? I like that because it's got the triple rhythm. It's got the nice little shake, boom, boom. So I like those types of dances that have, um, that have triple rhythm. I, anything that's part of that, so like nightclub two step or waltzes, right? Anything like that, I'm going to love in the line dance format. Okay, we got a couple of final questions before we send you off to your next workshop. Yes. Uh, what is the best way people can get in contact with you if they if they want to reach out? So the best way is I have a website. It's johnlindo.com. So John and then L-I-N-D-O.com. There's a contact form there. You can reach me through there. And I have my calendar there. So it tells you where I'm going to be all over the world. So that's the best way to do it is johnlindo.com. Are there any questions for Megan before I get to my last one? Oh, I'm sure I could talk to you for like hours and hours and hours. But um, no, I think I think we'll we're good with the the few wrap up questions you have in store. All right. Well, in that case, you know, you reminded me there is another one. If there's any message you could send out to the Lion Dance and Greater Dance community that they could all see almost like a virtual billboard, what would you want to put out there? Love, Aww. like love each other and take care of each other. Um, and enjoy what you do, right? And don't stress out. It's just the dance, right? We're not, we're not, you know, it's not the end of the world if, if you can't get it. Like I always tell my students, go easy, enjoy it, have fun, and just give yourself a little bit of time. And one final question. If there is a line dance you'd recommend that everybody go out and learn right now, what would that dance be? How do I cha and swing your chains? <laughs> nice. All right. Thank you very much, John, for uh, for sitting down with us. Uh, until next time, uh, right. Megan and I will see, see you, you on, on the, the dance, dance floor. floor. Oh, thank you, guys.